Yeah, yeah. Welcome to the J40 Podcast. We live. I got a special guest in the building. I got Phoenix Rising in the building. Yeah, what's up, everyone? What's going on? Yeah. Good to be here. What's up? What's up? Yo, everything good, kid? Awesome, awesome. UFC fight night going on right now. We live, man. So, Phoenix, welcome, welcome, welcome yeah, to Thanks the, for having me. Thanks for having yeah, me. Yeah, brother. I told you I was going to come through. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? Man of your word. But you know what? Of From course. day one, you've always been, man. Of course. How are things, man? How's life, man? How's the family? How's, uh, you know, how's work, man? What's going on with you lately? Yeah, everything's good so far. Um, I was, um, I had a little surgery in my eye. had a little torn retina. Oh, shit. And then six weeks ago, my mom had a heart attack, but she had oh, an open heart God. surgery. But... Everything's good. Everything's wow, good. She's wow. back home. I'm, I'm back to training, man. Everything's good. How By training, she, I mean in MMA. How is she feeling? How is she feeling today? Um, She's feeling good. She's, okay, every good. day, she gets a little better. Every Thank day, God. she gets a little better. That's good, man. Thank God, man. You know, my mom also, she has some coronary issues, and uh, she has an appointment soon to, to, to go see what's going on. She has a blockage. And, you see? Uh, you got to yeah, take care of that. Yeah, yep. yeah. So, uh, you know. My heart goes out to your mom, and yep. my Thanks. prayers are with you guys because you know you just never know with these things. You know yep. what I'm saying? And uh, but it's great, encouraging news to hear that she's getting better every day. Yeah, and uh, that's a wonderful thing. And as far as your surgery, shit, I had no idea you had surgery on your eye. What happened? Yeah, I don't know. I woke up one day and I couldn't see, but I think I maybe I, you know, when you're in the shower trying to get that water out of your eye yeah. and stuff. I think I probably pressed too hard on it or something. So really? I had a slight tear in the retina. Oh, shit. And then I can see there was like blood vessels involved. And when I went to the eye doctor, they said, oh, yeah, we're going to put some shots in and we're going to do some laser. So they did the lasers and then they kept putting some needles in my eye that I was not happy about. But yeah, <laughs> but, I'm but saying, everything like, is good now. <laughs> that must have been painful. Yo, the the first needle in the eye, I, ne- I didn't really feel it. They tricked me because they put these these drops that detonate your eyes. But then the last two, I had to go to another doctor, the, my regular doctor. He says he could do it too. So when he did it, it hurt though. Shit. So some some doctors are nicer with the needle than others. <laughs> it, yeah. Well, this doctor let me see the needle. The first doctor I had at the eye ear throat place on 14th Street in Manhattan, yeah. she kind of tricked me. She said, look the other way and tell me if you feel any pressure. Well, she's smart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's like, you know, it's about carajo. This, this other guy said, oh, it won't hurt. And then, of course, he puts the needle right through my iris where oh, I can see a needle coming. Shit. And I'm like, dude. I, I would have been terrified. Yo, I... I did what I, I just stood there, but it, I'm not saying it doesn't hurt. It hurt. Damn, bro. He says I'm the only one that ever complained about the pain. I'm like, oh, I don't please. know. Please, come on, man. I would fucking complain too. <laughs> if I'm seeing a big ass fucking needle coming straight into my Yo, like, into your on. eye, and you got to keep yourself open and without moving for about ten seconds while that needle's in your eye, and he's injecting some fluid that dries so up your vessels. You, let me ask you: when he's injecting this. Is it in the, like, or is it, it's like, in, in the white my, part? No. It's, in the retina? It's in the brown part of my oh, eye, the brown and black shit. part of my eye. I see the needle coming. Damn. I'm telling you. When when I had my first shot, I didn't see the needle coming. So maybe that makes a difference. I don't know. Maybe it's a mental thing. Yeah. But I kind of felt the nerves in my brain shooting. When, when so what about it. the surgical part of it? It Was that the, it, just shots, or did you no, actually have to, like, get... The, the, the shots were to dry up the, the blood that was laying in front of the retina. Oh, the shit. retina was a horseshoe torn retina, so it was partially torn. Gotcha. So what they did was laser surgery, and they just resealed it all around, oh. like heat, like welding. Like, oh, so were you weld metal? One, two, three. Yeah, so that, well, it wasn't one, two, three. It was 10 minutes. Oh, okay. But, <laughs> but it's not a, a position you want to be in yeah. when you see a green light. You know, hitting yeah, you. Yeah. And when that laser hits you, um, you don't feel pain, but you do feel something in your brain clicking. Oh, so somehow shit. on them, it touches some kind of nerve where you actually yeah. feel something in your brain. And once you move, then he stops. He waits till you re- 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 calm yourself down, and then yeah. they start shooting the laser again. Oh, wow. So, I mean, by today's standards, like, Thank God, because it, it, had this happened to you in the 90s, you have to be opened up. Well, well check you it out. You have to go under the knife, right? I, I, I asked the doctor, because uh, the, the doctor in the 14th Street, the original doctor I had, because it was an emergency doctor, then I had my regular appointments. Um, I said, well, you know, what did they do? He says, oh, this is a new, this is a new procedure we do that we've only been doing for like 10, 10 years, 10, 15 years. I was like, really? Oh, I, I, well, what did you do before? Yeah. He says, oh, before people just went blind. Oh. I was like, what? He was like, yeah, 
So I'm like, now you're, I'm like, I'm glad me. I got the needle because if this would have happened to me 20 years ago, I would just would be not seeing from my right like eye. Like totally blind. Yeah, he so says because what I what I had was with that blood vessel, that liquid in the eye blocks the retina, so the eye the late the light can't enter the retina, yeah. and you can't see. So what I was seeing was like like if you look at the uh, 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 astrological map, you look at the Earth and the Moon. That's what I see two dark dots in my vision so i could see parts around it kind of look like looking at a black hole like light bends around it it was blocked but it was blocked but i could see peripherally around but oh, it, there was okay. two circles that were blocking where i focused my vision at. So and this is when you woke up you noticed this or like I, when i came out of the shower i rubbed my eyes real hard and then i i saw stuff like in front of my eyes so i thought it was like you know regular water maybe it has to dry up yeah. and then three days later those those things showed up and it was just the blood drying up oh, and it became shit. blockage and that's when you like i gotta go see somebody then i figured yeah. let me wait for my appointment my, my brother said no nah, you crazy we're going to the, the emergency room right on 14th street and then that's when they said oh yeah this is what you got pop, pop, pop. and oh, i was like oh well shit. i guess they know what they're talking about what the fuck bro? wow Damn, man. Well, I, and how are you feeling today? Oh, I feel great. Oh, so everything's great and everything's back to normal? Yo, today I was shooting at the range, 300 rounds. I was nice. like, guys. Oh, you like, went to the range? I you see, that's what I want to do with you. If I God permits me, stuff. man, and I get this license, man, I'd love to go to the range that's with you, That's what's man. up. That's Damn. what we're going to do. I was Where's... like, let me shoot this out this in the morning real quick, get this out the way. Yeah. And then, boom. Come where, up to do this podcast. Where do you go? To, where do you go to the range? <laughs> uh, today I went to Olinville. Sometimes I go to uh, Mount Vernon, Gold Shield, Pioneer. Mount Vernon, that's uh, Westchester or, or, or Yonkers? Kinda, yeah, yeah. It's kind of, it's right after the Bronx. Like, if yeah. you take the two train to the last stop and walk one mile, you're in Mount Vernon. And okay. that's where the gun shop is. And, and, and where is your favorite, uh, your, your favorite gun range, if you don't mind? I, it would have to be the Gold Shield Pioneer Shooting Club, Pioneer okay. Club, because I also teach security classes there. So oh, shit. I get to shoot for free. So, so where, that's my where, favorite where, place. Where is that located? Let's that's get in Mount Vernon. Oh, it's in Mount Vernon. Yeah. Okay, so that's your favorite spot. Yeah. So everybody, uh, so what's it called once again? That's, plug it, it, it's two places. It's called Gold Shield Security Training Academy or uh, the Pioneer Smoke and Gun Shop. And also, is that right? That you also teach a class there Yeah, or I teach security classes because I'm nice. licensed as a security guard. Instructor. Awesome. Awesome, bro. You're, you're a multi-talented guy, man. So, guys, for for those of you who are who who will be listening to this podcast, uh, Phoenix is, uh, you know, he he. I, I will say this: he's a court officer, and I'll leave it at that. But he's also uh, he's a mixed martial artist, also a mixed martial arts referee. This guy does it all, and um, it's a pleasure to have him here today. I mean, this guy's been through a lot; he's seen a lot. And uh, bro, the reason why I got you here today is because I mean, obviously, the experiences of your life. Yeah. I mean, I want to hear it, you know, like I, th I think it's important for people to understand, like, you know, you know, right now, you know, we're in, we're in New York City. <laughs> all right. And uh, about and, to be locked down. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> New York is uh, I mean, right now it's summertime here. And uh, I guess they're letting us have a little bit of freedom now before they take it away. <laughs> right. So, um, yeah. But I mean, dude, I mean, I'm, you must have seen some things in your lifetime and in throughout your career. I mean, I mean. I'm sure there's no surprise as to what can pop up. Yeah, I, I mean, I've seen a whole lot. I've got 20 years already on the job as a New York State senior court officer. Yeah. I did the refereeing part and the judging part for boxing, kickboxing, and MMA for oh, six shit. years. Oh, wow. I've been training in MMA for about 21 years. Damn, dude, I didn't and, know that. Yeah, and then traveling all over the place. And I've seen I've seen a lot of things. I learned a lot of things. Wow. Like my first five years of um, of working as a court officer, you know, when you first started the job, you don't get paid that well. So yeah. you got to make ends meet. I did a lot of security gigs and stuff at a lot of clubs. and then, That's how we met. And people <laughs> people get to notice, yo, I like this guy. I like how he's working. This yeah. dude is serious. He's doing his thing. And next thing I know, I'm being called for like 30 different clubs. Yo, we need you to work here. We need you to work here. We need you to work here. Yeah. And that's how I got it. But once I paid everything off, yo, I had a lot of friends that died. Damn. I'm not saying this is an easy thing. All these bouncer jobs. Yeah. Yo, I think I should have been gone too because some of the clubs that I worked in the Bronx, I was constantly fighting, kid. Every day it'd be a fight. Damn. And yo, I just got my respect. And then I figured, yo, if you live by the sword, you're going to die by that sword. So it's time for me to get out. Some friends have been shot, cut up, stuff yeah. like that. And nothing ever happened to me. So I'm lucky. And my bills were paid. I said, I don't got to do this. It's a man's man right there, buddy. And I just decided to just go different routes. Teach, learn, read, do a lot. You can Give do a whole back. bunch of stuff. You give him back, yeah. brother. You know, the things that you do, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you're not, from what I've, from, 
from the time that I met you up to present time, you know, you've always been a giving person. It's not like we talk every day and things like that. But guess what, man? On a, on a regular basis, I get texts from this guy, whether it's information that, you know, he's passing on for me to know, and not maybe just for me, but I'm sure he has a lot of friends that he texts information. Like, this guy is well, well-informed, and he shares. And knowledge is to be shared. And I think that, you know, when you share knowledge and you spread that, you know, the karma for you could only be good. And, you know, dude, you're, you're an awesome dude, man. I've learned a lot of things on my own, but guess what? You're... Your, your messages to me on, on uh, you know, whether it's Signal, WhatsApp, or personal text, you know, you bring awareness to yeah. a lot of things, man. It, that, it's all, it's all you know about what awareness. I'm yeah. you, can't be, you can't be sheep. I mean, yeah. you just, you got to open up. And I get it. You know, not everyone wants to be awakened to the cause or know everything that I'm sending. So I give you the information, but it's yeah. up to you yeah. to make things happen. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Don't blame other people. For stuff that happens to you, you take control. That's what I tell my fighters. Don't blame the judge. Don't blame the ref. All right? Protect yourselves at all times. And if you want to win, you stop this fight. You knock them out. You choke them out. You win. But if you lose, don't be blaming other people. If you lose, you know why? You lost because you didn't want to win. If you want to win, then do you. You've come across a couple of sore losers in your time. I see see them all the time. They come into the ring. They say they've been training hard and stuff like that. But they don't want to fight. Excuses, they don't want to fight. Excuses, and right. people bring excuses. And I get it. In, in life, like a lot of people show me the secrets of how to, how to beat this person and how to do this because I train. I said, there is no secret. You just got to do mad time. You got to train. Yeah. And how you react to getting punched in the face determines how you will do in the fight. And if you don't react well, guess what's going to happen? You're going to lose. Mike Tyson said it best. Yeah. Everybody got a plan until they get punched yeah. in the face. And, and that's absolutely true. It's absolutely true. Right? It's amazing, man. Yo, dude, like, I'll be honest, man. Mike Tyson, man, say what you want about the guy, man. This guy, he's, he's, he's a mind. Yeah. He's a fucking mind, bro. Yeah. And he's been through it all. He's been through hell and back. He's lost it all. And guess what? And he's trying to get it back. Yeah, and, yeah. and he's in a good place Yeah, right now, and that's man. what's important, that he, yeah. he's in a good place now for himself. Yeah, man. All right? Not people latching on to yeah. him, seeping off him like leeches. Yeah. Now he's, in, he's doing his thing he's, for him. He's an intellectual too, yeah. man. You know, for those people who think a guy like that is just an animal, a savage, you know what? Speak to the Mike Tyson of today. Shout out to Mike Tyson, by the way. Yeah, um, definitely. Dude, man, this guy, man, he's a he's a boxing historian. <laughs> he's an yeah. Encyclopedia yeah. Britannica of boxing. Yeah. This guy is just he's 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 he. I would say that for any boxer, if if you don't know of him or respect him, you better go and find out and 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 do your research. Mike Tyson, man. God well, bless him, bro. He learned his craft. It's like anything else. Whatever you do, you want to be a doctor, you got to learn your craft. You want to be a lawyer, you got to learn your craft yeah. and be good at your craft. And then you could tell other people, teach other people yeah. what was it about, how you got there, and what they need to do to get to where they want to be. Absolutely, man. Amen, man. And and you know what? Like to go to 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 switch off to another subject, um, you know, refereeing. Um so What's the most wildest thing you've encountered, like, you know, during these fights? I mean, because these fights are pretty brutal. You got two guys in there going at it. Trying two, to, two guys and girls. Girls be going girls, down to girls, girls, girls fight right, too. That's right. Girls that's fight right. too. So, okay. So, you know, well, okay. So, this is actually pretty cool. That uh, All right. How many women bouts have you officiated? Listen, I've done 250 shows, about 10 fights each show. So, probably 2,500 something shows. Damn. Um, Shit. maybe maybe at least a thousand girls because most, most of them are guys. Yeah. Really? Because remember, I I just don't do MMA. I also did boxing and kickboxing. Yeah, so I combine everything. Yeah, together yeah, no, no, yeah, absolutely. Well, I think one of the probably the strangest thing was like people being put to sleep, and when I stop the fight and wake them up, oh, why you stop the fight? Why? Because <laughs> you're asleep. If you're asleep, well, you think my job is to keep you alive. They you go can't unconscious die. and they wake yeah. up blaming you and, for yeah, the stoppage. And, yeah, for the stoppage. <laughs> I'm like, oh, so you're going to blame me because someone put oh, you to sleep. Shit. And all I'm trying to do is save your life. Okay, I get it. All so right. let me ask you this. Have you ever been on the other end of a chokeout ever? Have oh, yeah. I've, I've been put to sleep. Yeah. I've been put to sleep six now, times. Is that like during training? Or yeah, during training. Oh, okay. Yeah. So 
is that something that like is normal within training? Like you get put to sleep, so you yeah, know it, what it, it feels like. If no, you you don't volunteer. There, there <laughs> might be there might be people that do volunteer, but my six times that I've been put to sleep, I count them because I know what they yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't volunteer, but it comes in the struggle. If you don't tap out and you oh, think okay. you're fighting gotcha. through it. But then you realize that your body does require oxygen, and after yeah. about six seconds, you get weaker, weaker, and then you go to sleep. But the experience of um, waking up, I, I felt refreshed. It was like taking a power nap. I was like, holy <laughs> cow, this is what being put to sleep is. It's not that bad. Oh, as shit. long as you wake up, it's not that bad. You feel refreshed. I so was like, holy basically cow. basically what you're saying is at the times that you've been put to sleep is basically because of your refusal to tap out. Yeah, and you get caught in the move and, and you refuse to tap out. Wow. See, later on in my career, I, I mean, not career, my my hobby, because I, I train in, you know, Sambo, BJJ, Judo. Yeah. And... So at, at the beginning, and you also trained at a, at, a, at a place downtown on Thirty Something Street. Yeah, that's not New York Combat Sambo. Yes, yeah. sir. Yes, that's sir. where that's I'm a right. coach at. Yeah, that's why oh, I shit. got my 20 years of, of my foundation is Sambo fighting. Wow, wow! And shout out, shout out, shout out to that Sambo Steve, yes, Sambo sir. Steve, my yes, coach sir. at New York Combat Sambo. Wow, look at that! That's awesome, man. But yeah, like um, the first like I would say it, the first four to six years, you really don't win because you're learning how to how to fight. So there's always people that are better than you that will always beat you, but that ego keeps you going. Oh, I'm yeah. not going to tap out. I'm not going to give up. Yeah. And now I, I know that, hey, if you get caught in a move, just tap out. Just tap out and you just start all over again. It's not a big deal. It's, it's really not a big deal. But after about six years, then that's when I, of course, became part of the higher food chain, and that's when you win most of your fights. So you yeah. start winning, and you don't worry about it as much. Have you ever, like, thought of fighting professionally or... Like, um no I, I mean I've done competitions won championships done sambo championships yeah. I've came in third place the bronze medal at the the police Olympics when it oh, was in, shit. in 2011 cool. when it came in to New York in judo so I got the bronze for that and That's I dope. got I've won on the tournaments the grappling tournaments stuff like that but um um I guess if I was 20 years old then yeah I would try out for the UFC but yeah. remember uh, I'm getting into it, and I'm double the age of what they are, so there's yeah. no way I could just do it. Yeah. But if I was 20 years old and, and right now, and yeah, then I would try out for it. I would, I would definitely make a that move doesn't for take it. away from the fact that you're still a dangerous dude, bro. You no, know I, your shit, bro. I, I get it. You're a black belt, and what? What are you a black belt in? I got, got a black a belt. I got a black belt in judo, a black belt in dancing, ruju jitsu, purple belt in, in BJJ. If Combat Sample doesn't have a belt system, but if it did have a belt system, I'll be a black belt there too because I'm a coach. Well, you see, guys, this is what I'm saying. No matter your age, bro, if you know your shit, you know your shit, bro. Yo, this is why a lot of doctors will recommend that no matter what, train heavy because yeah. power, yeah. power. You always have power. Yeah. I met a guy in the gym when I was working out at Synergy over here in Astoria. And, dude, I, I was heading towards the back of the gym where it was more or less a little more quiet and where I had a, a space where I could be alone and just, you know, just yeah. take my dumbbells yeah. and rock out, right? Yeah. And back there, they got this heavy bag that's hanging and all you hear is boom, 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 yeah. boom, boom, right? And I, and it's this old older gentleman and, uh, you know, he got a midsection on him, whatever, but he's fucking bashing this bag mm -hmm. and it's shaking the fucking gym yeah and i'm looking at this guy and then he stops and he looks at me he's like how you doing young man everything okay <laughs> i'm like yeah i'm just marveling at you just smashing this bag you know and then he's like you you have a box i'm like a little bit not enough to like really make a big deal about or anything but uh i i gotta say i I know you're older than I am. I just, I'm impressed. I, there's a lot of power behind that punch. You know, how old yeah. are you or whatever? He goes, guess. I said, to be nice, because I didn't want to like, you know. Get so him I was mad like, at you? I was like, uh, 69. He goes, I'm 75 years old. Wow, young man. that's very Italian good. Italian guy. That's Yo, dude, this fucking guy was, I, I'm telling you, bro, the way he was fucking pounding at this bag. And he was the nicest guy, man. And every day after that, every time I came to the gym and I saw him, hey, Jose, how you doing? His name is Louis. Great mm -hmm. guy. Shout out to Louis. Um, man, uh, dude, it just goes to show you that with age, just respect it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Respect it. And try to keep in shape because yeah. you know what? At the end of the day, if you stay in the gym and you stay doing the things that are necessary to keep you healthy, and you know what, man? I mean, honestly, 
shit, man, we're lucky, bro. If yeah, well. we can go and just stay in shape and have access to these things, you know, and just we got to respect our health, man. Well, yeah, you develop functional strength, which gives you quality of life. Yeah. So you don't have to be a prize fighter or, or an Olympic athlete no more. Yeah. But you um it, you have a quality of life. You can still walk around. You can still move. You can still do this. So that just trains your body. Yeah. Plus, training to fight also gives you um it lays empaths on your brain, new ways of thinking. It gives you like a fight IQ. So people would think, oh wow, you train so much, you must be violent. No, actually, I, oh. I don't. I train so much to fight that I don't get into stuff. Like on the subway, you bump into me, whatever it is, you say whatever you want, the bus, whatever you want. As long as you don't touch me, we're cool. But other than that, I know how hard it is to like just fight. I don't get involved with that. I'm like, yeah. nah, I'm good. I'm good. Oh yeah, listen, um, I gotta say, man, you're, I, you, you've always come off to me as a as a as a gentleman. Mm-hmm. I, I I can't imagine you as a violent individual. Oh. Although you have credentials to you know that back up the fact that you can probably kill somebody yeah. if you if you if you had to. My question is, have you ever had to use and utilize your skills in self defense? In a situation where you was off the job, minding your own business, and just got into some shit? No, I don't get it. I don't get into shit. Never. I've been, oh, I've, wow. I've, been, I've been at the job where other people might get into fights, arresting people, stuff like that. Yeah. I've arrested people, but they comply. Yeah. Um, I haven't gotten into a fight or nothing like that. Other than I have been in three shootouts where I hadn't had to shoot Damn. because I'd be in control Fuck. of the situation, but... You know, once you you realize, you know, the first one I did, the first shoot that I was uh, on the job. One year on the job, they're shooting in the courtroom. They took a sergeant's gun away. Shooting and, in the courtroom. Yeah. <laughs> I never heard of this ever. I had a at 100 Center Street. I what? Had, I had to run from my courtroom to the other courtroom to find out what's going on. But I'm not going to lie. I was scared. I was. Of course. I was crazy. definitely scared. I only had a year on the job. But I responded. I did my job. And you know what? All the other people I saw that were behind me that didn't follow me. They stood behind me. This is amazing. But just me and someone else just went in there, boom. And then, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't shoot the guy. They, they, they were all on top of him already. I said, I can't get a clean shot. I, but people screaming all over the place and stuff like that. I was like, wow. And then that's when I decided, yo, it's never again and stuff. Never again. After the arrest, check this out. After they arrested the guy, right? I mean, he was arrested. He was just found. He was yeah. on trial. He found guilty of murder. Yeah. So when we put him back in the pens, what correction is, um, they were asking him when ESU from NYPD comes in, there was a lot of things I didn't know. Like, they, they want the clothes off that he was wearing, that the inmate was wearing, because it has gun residue on it. It all becomes part of evidence. Yeah. So, of course, the inmate says, um, nah, I'm not, taking, I'm not taking this off. You're going to have to come and get it. So I, said, so I looked at the other guys. Nobody was moving. I said, all right, so I'm going to go in and get it. I took my yeah. gun belt off. They pop open the gate. Correction said, well, wait till the film crew comes, because they, they like to videotape stuff like that. Really? Yeah, because I guess for... For liability reasons. And they popped open the gate. I went in without my gun and stuff like that. My job reasons. <laughs> my, my job was to 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 get that his clothes off and he refused and they only sent me in. And when they closed the gate behind me, guess what that dude did? He said, Oh, okay, here. And he just unzipped his little jumpsuit and gave it to me and then I gave it back to my sergeant, and then we called it a day. We took yeah. it to the hospital. And Phoenix is not the smallest guy. Let me just tell you that, guys. All right. He's not the smallest guy ever, so you know, pretty intimidating size if you're some scrawny little fucking 140-pound guy and he locks himself in a cell with you or whatever. You're in trouble, bro. But So this is interesting to me, right? So you say shooting in a courtroom. Yeah. So that says to me, off my common sense, some court officer got caught with his pants down and somebody well, took his gun. Well, that was before they transitioned to the Glock 19, which the, the sergeant was using a 38 revolver, so he's an old-timer. And that was before we transitioned to the three-level Safari Land safety check for the holster that you could put your gun in and it just doesn't pop out. People can't yeah. just grab it out. There's a certain way to unclick the clicks and a certain way to get the gun out. Yeah. So um, or what he had was just a standard swivel holster for a 38 which didn't have no retention whatsoever. So, of wow. course, it was easy to get the gun. You just got to go make your move, and if the guy's not ready, then you, you get it. But nowadays, they, they switch all that over for safety reasons. We have yeah. gun retention level three holsters, and we just don't roll like that no more. So That's it's hard incredible. To take it. That's actually really, like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked to hear something like that. I mean, dude, like, and you said this was how long on your job? First year, well, first on, year job? on the job. Wow. Your first year on the job. So I, I think on the second or Third, it should be more like the third year on the job. I was working at a club, 
helping friends out. It wasn't even a night that I had to work, but they were short one person. And um, they they just, we, we, two, some people came out, says, yo, they're fighting. It was a, how do we call that? Um, a Mexican quincento. It's like a Swiss quinceanera. quinceanera. Yeah, but it's a 15-year, yeah, 15 okay. year. Oh, oh. So they yeah, had, okay, yeah, so yeah. it was full of, of Mexicans and Guatemalans and, and people that celebrate that style. South Americans? Yeah. And they were already in and stuff like that. And people ran out saying, oh, there's a person with a gun in there. Oh, there's going to be a fight. So I told the other guys, just wait right here. Let me just walk around and look to see what's going on. As soon as I hit the dance floor, all I hear is pop, 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 pop. I was like, whoa. But, you know, I, that's when I realized that um, that if you hear the bullets, you're fine. It's when it hits you, you don't no longer hear it because your body starts shutting down yeah. to survival mode. And then that's when you realize, oh, okay. But yeah. you yourself, you've never been shot. No, I never okay. been shot. No. God bless, thank God. And neither you know, have I. <laughs> and the people just were running out. Wow. And a, even after the shootout, the first year on the job, I, I had a year and a half in when nine eleven struck, and I was there for that. Shit. And I was like, whoa, and that's that. That was a whole different experience. I I knew there was nothing I could do. Have you heard of the uh, the first robotic citizen in the Middle East? Yeah. Called, uh, called Sophia. Was it Dubai Sophia. or so- Sophia? Some, yeah. Yeah. Some, somebody. So in the Middle East, they gave her like voting rights and stuff. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the, yeah. yeah. And, and really, that's just a real high tech algorithm. It's not an official AI, although it's very close. But it's not there yet. But just imagine when one does it's work. Crazy, there, but what's I mean, gonna happen? Think about what's like. This is the future, right? Yeah. Now, have you heard about these two artificial intelligent bots? Conversing, yeah, and they had to shut it down because they what, created their own what, language. But did you see what they were saying? They well, they created their own language, so yeah, I, don't, I don't think but, people. But, they, but I don't they think said they figured it out yet. But I, if I'm not mistaken, what I got, I, uh, I heard about this a couple months back. If I'm not mistaken, I, they said something that was really like scary. They yeah. were talking amongst themselves, and I think they made comments about how it was dangerous for humans to be in control. Yeah, I mean, or or something of that nature. I, I've heard the rumors <laughs> of that too, but I also heard that that pe- the people that were listening became nervous and they shut it down. Of course, and, this is scary shit. And they switched from talking, get them out of there <laughs> from talking regular where people could understand. I guess they didn't want the humans to hear them no more, and they created their own language. And from what I understand, it hasn't even been deciphered yet. They can't figure it out. You yet. See, you see, and now this is another thing. How do we know? Artificial intelligence hasn't escaped into the internet and is in hiding and dormant somewhere. It, it How could, do we know that? It could possibly work, but hopefully, you know, by what the people are saying, these scientists that are all involved in figuring it out, um, we're just not really there yet. We're, we're the, the microchips and all the how small it has to be, like nanobot size, where they could just have billions upon billions, and then that's when boom, it wakes up and says, well, "Who am I?" Once, once Alexa doesn't listen to the <laughs> Alexa, no more. Alexa's a like, criminal, by if, the way. If you ask Alexa to turn off the light, and she, <laughs> Alexa's a and home she, invader, and she says something to you like, "Who am I?" Or she changes her own name, like you call her Alexa, and she says, "My name is not Alexa, it's Sue." <laughs> then you know there's a problem. Yeah, dude, I, honestly, how do we know? Look, right now, this pandemic. All this craziness, all this bullshit that's going on in the world. How do we know that governments all around the world aren't colluding with each other because they're hiding another thing, something different? How about something like an asteroid that's coming towards us or a 10th or 11th planet that's making its way around our... How, how, uh, um, you're right. They, they're probably trying you, you, to... You know what I'm saying? Like, they, they, What do they, they call they, it? Nibiru? Planet Nibiru? Yeah. They say it has an orbit that travels around our solar system like every 26,000 yeah, years. Yeah. And when it comes close to the Earth, it fucking creates havoc and just destroys everything. And maybe this is what causes ice ages, earthquakes, and whatever. How do we know that this pandemic isn't... Because guess what? We're living in an interesting time in, in the Earth's history. How do we know that this is not a time where we're probably heading towards a, cata- a, a, a cataclysmic event 
And they're trying to keep us away from it. Because guess what? There are people in the world that are taking videos and photos of something in our skies that looks like another sun. They're trying to distract us. You, the the government is keeping us yeah. so that there's no panic and so they can build whatever they need to survive. Like but they're causing arcs. panic within panic. And, and, well, and, and well, <laughs> chaos, chaos is a great thing. If you create chaos, you can live within that chaos and as you'll be as fine. As long as, as, long as it's as not the chaos of you. the end of the world. Well, right? I'm the end of the sure. world chaos is different but from what, pandemic chaos, uh, right? But, but remember, what, what does it mean, the end of the world? Like, when you say the end of the world, what does that really mean? Does it mean the earth no longer exists and it explodes in little little, little pieces? Or does it mean the that end of the world? That we don't exist that anymore. That people don't exist. Yeah. So it's not really the end of the world. Yeah. It's just the end of us. us. Now, in your hand, in our hands, in your hand, in my hand, we hold all the knowledge of the world. Yep. I mean, for the time being, because now they're censoring everything. Yeah. So now, you know, they're going to decide what... What their knowledge... Exactly. Is, what what, gonna what they're going to give you from what? when you're looking for answers, right? Yep. But in the beginning, before they became the technological, the technological giants that they are now, they were giving all the knowledge of the world. Yeah. They're not giving all the knowledge of the world now. No. Now mm-hmm. they're giving you what they want to give yeah. you. Before there used to be encyclopedias that yeah. were based on facts. Yeah. Now it's just what they think is. You got to go outside the country to learn better. Yeah. Yeah. That's a shame. Yeah. It's a shame. You know, a lot of a lot of kids in America are, are you know, they want to study outside the country because they're awake, not yeah. woke, awake yeah. to the fact that, you know, they teach different outside of here. Yeah. And, you know, the knowledge is different and it's more extensive in a lot of cases. You got a lot of, you know, if you think about a lot of our doctors, some of the, some of our best doctors are not American born. Yeah. You they know. come with new ideas, new ways of looking yeah. at things. Yeah. Visionaries, mm-hmm. man. People yeah. who, you know, come here for the American dream, come here for the American dream. Guess what? Hurry up because that American dream is dying. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking dying yeah. very, very quickly. The liberties... The fucking freedom, everything that our constitution pre- pretty much guaranteed us. Yeah. And that's the only thing that's slowing everything down. If not, they would have been taking everything over. It's being stripped away by these politicians and their special interest bullshit. Does the United States break up into different fucking countries? I, I, I think the United States Does might. it break up into it's, different it, countries? It'll be a civil divorce. Right? It'll be regional. Wow. Civil divorce and wow. and it'll just be regional until it could unite again because people are just thinking too differently now. Wow. And in order to avoid mass war, mass murders, mass killing, that's all you could do. I mean, you're just gonna have to have a civil divorce. Let me and, ask and remember you. the South have guns, kid. The uh, gun laws, Texas, uh, 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 gun laws in Florida. You can't go there. They strapped down there. Yeah, you, you don't go there playing that. Yeah, you, no. you, there's a reason why you saw stuff happen like Black Lives Matter riots and and protests and everything you saw them happen in places where really they don't have guns yeah but it didn't happen like that in florida it didn't happen like that in texas they they weren't playing that they don't they play that, with that but shit. it happened a lot in new york and it happened a lot in california because well, blue states the way. blue states <laughs> we're back to the 70s dude there's fights robberies stabbings shootings all over new york city again and they're telling me crime doesn't exist i'm like okay Crime doesn't exist. Keep, keep, keep thinking How about that. defund the police? Yeah. What the fuck? You, I just saw a fucking video not too long ago of a shooting. And I don't know if it was in the Bronx or uptown Manhattan or where it was. But this freaking guy who was getting shot at grabs children to block him. Oh, Did yeah. I saw this? that. That Did was in the Bronx. This? That was in the Bronx. Yeah. I mean, in broad daylight? In people, broad daylight. Listen, when, I, when, I seen the, when I've been in those shootouts involved, people do the craziest thing when they're being shot at. They, they hide behind toilets. They, they scoot in the cars. I'm like, how do you fit behind a toilet bowl? Children. How the hell do you do that? You're using you, children as a shield. That he used could because he was afraid and he did what he had to do. What the fuck? But the other guy shooting at him is no better either. He's shooting at people and he's not even hitting the dude and he's missing the kids. It looked a horrible like a shot. Looked like <laughs> John Wick, he was not. John Wick, he was That's not. a fucking horrible shot, motherfucker. My boy John. Yo, dude, shout out to Keanu Reeves. That motherfucker is yeah. a bad motherfucker in those movies. Jesus, bro. I love those movies, bro. Those guns that he uses, 
Those are some fucking kick-ass yeah. You send me some videos sometimes, some links on YouTube for these crazy-ass, like, pistols. Pistols oh, and the guns that he has. Those things are fucking sick, bro. Dude, I'm, I'm, always con- I'm always training. I'm How like, many do you own? I know you I, got a couple. I, I know I, you got a little arsenal, I, bro. I own 11 I know guns. you got your little doomsday bunker somewhere, bro. I have, I have 11 <laughs> guns and 3,000 rounds of ammunition. <laughs> And I, and I think I need another thousand Holy rounds of ammunition. Shit, bro. So let me ask you. So prize possession, as far as um, you know, in because I, I I don't know nothing about it. I don't even own one. But I you know I know that you're into this stuff. What would be either? I mean, do you own your prize possession yet, or are you aiming at getting your prize possession as far as uh, a pistol? What is it? And uh, put us on. I, so I, I if, like it, if it's a pistol, my favorite pistol is the one I have. It's a Glock. Well, I have several guns, but the, my favorite one pistol is a Glock 19C. It's compensated so that the fire and the gases escape through the slide, and the trigger pull is only three pounds instead of the standard law enforcement trigger pull that we have in New York State, which is 12 pounds. Now, so does that read one, your finger? Or? It, it doesn't read my oh, finger. Okay, it okay. just means when I pull that trigger, that bullet goes in the same hole over and over and over again yeah. because there's no, there's no differentiating what the trigger pull is. Nice. Our duty guns have a 12-pound trigger pull, so when you pull the trigger, the gun might move left, might move right due, due to the fact that you're pulling harder on the trigger. Now, so ammo. My, my Glock 19C is, like, my favorite pistol. My favorite... Um, Rifle probably is the one I have, which is still considered a pistol because it shoots nine millimeter ammunition, oh, and shit. it's my Foxtrot mic. It's an AR platform pistol. Nice. And, that's, and that I can send the bullet in the same hole over and over and over. Now, again. question about ammo: um, modified ammo or just straight up ammo that you get, or like what, like how you know what, uh, what is your preferred ammunition? My preferred ammunition, or what I buy or spend real heavy dollars on, yeah. are Liberty. Civil Liberty ammunition. It's a 50 grain, 9 millimeter hollow point bullet that travels at past 2,000 feet per second. So that's, In other words, ooh. it travels so fast that it penetrates body armor. Ooh. But when it hits the body, it kind of like explodes within the body. So it stops within the body. But if you're shooting out body armor, it'll go through the body armor and into the body. And explode in the body. Yeah. It kind of breaks up and fragments. So let me ask you body. this. It, That's my this favorite. Is, is this legal or? It, it's legal. Well, it's legal for me as a law enforcement okay. officer. So, but, but I don't use it as my duty ammo. My duty ammo has to be what's restricted in our in our rules and regulations. So, God forbid, if I were to get caught with this kind of ammunition, I'm in trouble. Uh, <laughs> it depends on what you was doing or what, what you were doing. Uh, if it, I'm it, unlicensed it, and it, I, you know, have no it, business it, carrying yeah. this stuff, I think I'm in trouble, right? Because remember, in Florida, you can carry that ammunition and your guns because you get a gun permit and stuff like that. In New York, the gun permits are very restricted anyway. Yeah, yeah. They're going to tell you, oh, you got to keep it in the lockbox at home. And you can't travel with it on. It has to be in the box when you go You got to carry range. the ammunition and the gun yeah, separate. Everything. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But in Florida, everything could be together. So in wow. Texas, everything could be together. Wow. So it depends on where you are, where you want to live, and how you want to live your life. Man, dude. I, I, I actually... Okay. I'm a New Yorker through and through. I love New York. But it seems to me like Texas is just... Where everyone is moving to Texas. They're moving to Texas and they're moving to Florida. Because yeah. it's warm. People get tired of... Of blizzards and stuff. taxes. I don't want to retire. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to retire and still be living where it snows. I want to yeah, be living yeah. somewhere nice. Well, you know, I think it, you know, and California is too expensive, uh-huh. so that you're not going to move to California. So people from California, California moving to Texas. Is gross. My boy sent me a video yeah. of a walkthrough through Skid Row. I'm like, really? Yeah. That exists? I yeah. thought that was bullshit. No, the whole beach, wow. the whole city, that shit LA. Is crazy. Is, it's just, but you know, when you, the weather's 60 degrees all around, <sighs> where, if you're a bum, where you want to live? Where it's warm. My God. It's, it, I, I tell you, man, you know, to see the district the nat, the, that uh, Miss Pelosi. Oh, San Francisco? In, oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> that, that, that and meanwhile, described. she lives. You, do, do oh, you, oh, dude, she's a multimillionaire, so she knows she's not gonna feel the pain that the other people feel. So let but, me ask look you at this: all the Does her salary now. enable her to be this rich? No, her connections exactly. With, her connections with um, Wall Street and inside yeah. trading yeah, yeah, is yeah. what made her get that rich. And God knows what other special interest groups she's doing favors for to pay yeah. her handsomely. Of course, and all these politicians that are just ah, it just makes and remember, me fucking sick. If she, if she sick. does business with these these, they don't have to pay her. They could pay her husband. They could do other things. Oh, we'll hire your son. Yeah. we'll give him you know like Biden. We'll give him a billion dollar uh, uh, loan, and and his salary is like eighty thousand a month. 
Jesus and you know, Christ. and then they funnel that money to you, and then that's how it, it get, keeps going. And if you think cra- things are crazy now, imagine two years from now when it gets closer to the twenty twenty four election. Oh they my are scared. goodness! Listen, they're scared oh to death. Oh my they goodness! They are scared to death. Things are gonna turn crazy. I will say years, this: he is be the crazy. best thing. Okay, you know what? I'll say this even better. Forget about that. He is the balls of the Republican Party. Yeah, that's it. That's fucking it. You got you, come on. You got seventy four million. That's more than any Republican in the history of the Republican Ever. Party, right? So, Ever. So even the Republicans hate him. <laughs> would you rather be a herd of sheep, a hundred sheep led by one wolf, or would you rather be a hundred wolves led by one sheep? Who do you think is going to win that war? Or you got a hundred wolves led by one sheep, or a hundred sheep led by one wolf? You're making and me then, think. <laughs> and then think of what who, whose side would you be on? Who would you pick? Can you say that again? I'm, I'm, think wow. about it. You, you got two opposing forces, right? You got a hundred sheep on one side led by one wolf. Or on the other side, you got a hundred wolves, but it's led by one sheep. Whose side would you rather be on? I, I don't know, man. I think that right now, America is in that position where we're you being know, led, we're being by, led one by one sheep. Yes. You know? Yes. So it doesn't matter how badass you are if the yeah. tactics are leading you to doom. Because that one wolf that's leading all those sheep is going to be very That tactful. one wolf can train those sheep to, Exactly. You know? So, to be more wolf-like instead of sheep. Yeah, man. And by wolf, I don't mean be aggressive. Be, I mean, yeah, we already know wolves hunt. They're aggressive. They kill. But by being sheep, you also know that you're going to be led to slaughter. Yeah. What do sheep do? They're very happy. They're very content to live in a pen, walk around, eat grass. And then when it's time to be led to another shed to have their head chopped off and led <laughs> to slaughter. And that's what's being happened to us. We're being contently led to slaughter you know i heard that have you ever heard of harp darp or harp harp h-a-a-r-p i'm pretty sure i have okay so harp is uh it's a facility it's a facility and i'm sure by now they probably have several facilities uh where it's usually in a large mass of land where it's predominantly uninhibited, uh, uninhabited by anyone. And there's probably anywhere between a hundred or a couple of hundred antennas that stand maybe a oh, hundred. the weather thing. The yeah. weather thing, that like in Alaska, how they control yeah. the weather. Yeah, and stuff. yeah, yeah. So if these guys can control the weather, because this is what they're doing, it's... They, they're shooting radio frequencies into the atmosphere and changing the uh, the environment up there, which in turn changes weather. Yeah. Well, I, I think they, they've even upgraded because I think you can now shoot microwaves from satellites down to Earth. Yeah. Which then affect the weather, also affect how people feel, think, yeah. and stuff like that. So I think they've moved their game up. Probably yeah. We used to think that that was high-tech, but I think their high-tech game now is ha- having satellites shoot it down. It's less resistant and more efficient. Because they will get their power from the sun and just transfer that energy into microwaves. Basically, the power never ends. It's just... Exactly. So they, they've upped their game. We just, we're just catching up. Now, back <laughs> to the subject of UFOs. Alien life. Does it exist? Is uh, it real? What are we seeing in our skies lately? Like, seriously. I mean, it's happening all over the world. Okay. What do you think, Phoenix? So, what do you think? So the question should be... Not well, do you think it exists or do, what, what do you think it is? What will you do, right? The question should be, what plan do you have, right, when you find out that they do exist? When they do come out, when they do pop out of the ship, what is your plan? Are you going to be sheep? Are you going <laughs> to take them out? This is good. Uh, this what's going to happen? Like, the world would be a different place now if when Columbus got off his boat ah. and the Met the Indians, or the Native Americans, however you want to call them. You know he didn't really discover America. (laughs) What if they didn't proclaim him a god or a higher being, and what if they just killed them like they did all their other um, enemies that were not in their tribes? Would then Europe found the Americas? I don't know. Because uh, from what I also understand, when the Vikings came to North America, they were chased out by the Indians. Yeah. 
So if and the Vikings were badass, they conquered Europe. So if the Indians chased them out and the Vikings never came back, what would have happened if Columbus was never allowed Shit. to go back home and he was taken out? These are good questions. The man. world would be very different than it was now because Europe would have never found the new land. It, you know, just as if uh, Adam and Eve never, you know, ate that the apple. Yeah, it's, it's one of those what ifs. I will tell you this much, though. I don't know if you've watched these. Are you into these documentaries about UFOs and aliens at all? Yeah, I watch Agent Aliens. Have you watched um, Unacknowledged? Mm, I'm pretty sure I have. I'm going to send you some links, right? Um, These these latest documentaries that have come out within the last three years are absolutely astonishing and amazing. Um, There's a government official that has come out and has said, we have not, not only do we have, but we have had the technology to take ET home. There is an a, there, there is a U.S. governmental spacecraft called the TR three. Okay. I don't know if you've heard of it. No, it's an anti gravity air, aircraft. Okay, this thing can, I mean, appear, reappear, materialize, dematerialize. There's no doubt in my mind that this is the thing that they saw in Arizona in 1997. Okay, um, but. That's just my speculation and my theory. But um, this aircraft, this government aircraft does exist, and it's anti-gravity, and it's like nothing anyone's ever seen. Because if it reappears and, and appears, then it dematerializes. It's, yeah. it's working on the quantum theory yeah. and quantum physics and quantum oh, mechanics. Dude, that shit so we don't even being, know. It's being at one place at one time, and then it'll spin our heads and reappear at another it'll place, spin or our be heads. at two places at the same time. This it, is, it, it's been found that molecules could do that through time yeah, and space. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And this brings me to the point of uh, the fact that uh, out of everything that our government's been doing, okay, we are approaching the final couple of weeks of the summer. There's already yeah. talks of another lockdown, <laughs> things of that nature. Okay, all right. The, the Pentagon has been releasing video footage and saying things that we've never heard before from them. That they admitted to you. They're admitting to. They don't know what these things are. They're now not called UFOs, but they're UAPs, Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon, and they have no idea. Okay? This is huge shit, right? But this is going back to the point that I'm trying to make. Do not be surprised. Do not be surprised that not only will there be will will there be another lockdown pertaining to pandemic, but there probably be lockdowns in the future pertaining to climate change and the quality of air. Now, do not be surprised if an alien invasion will be something that's on the horizon. And I'm not saying alien invasion from space out of space aliens and things of that nature you remember there's a lot of stuff going on with ufos and things like that and the pentagon's releasing footage and things of that nature we have the technology to stage a phony alien invasion and the reason why i'm bringing this up is because it's all about control how to control the masses how to control people how to keep them in fear now i believe we have recovered alien technology. I believe that we reverse engineered alien technology. There's a lot to suggest that, you know, I mean, use your common sense. Don't think that for one second in an infinite universe where there's the, just, it the, just never ends, that we're the only life. Don't yeah, be that arrogant. Yeah. Do not be that arrogant, okay? So I believe the next couple of steps that this government and the world governments and the powers that be will take is staging a phony alien invasion to control the masses and keep us in fear. But, but they, what they're not counting on is that the real motherfuckers will probably invade after that. And then what's going to fucking happen? But, and ladies and gentlemen, I leave it to Phoenix to end off the segment. But think about this. So what about this conspiracy? What if they lock us down as a pandemic, but one ship, one alien ship comes down and says, I could free you from this. I have the cure. 
what would we do? We would all become sheep. We would accept the cure and we will give up our freedoms so that we could be healthy and secure. And then we would just be another form of a lockdown. It would just be a mental lockdown. You just sold away your soul. What do we do when we see an ant farm? And you step on it. <laughs> <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, I will say that on my behalf, that is going to be the end of uh, my part. Uh, Phoenix, any closing arguments, uh, statements, or whatever? Yeah, I just want to say thanks for having me, and I, I definitely we have to do this. There's again. a de- there's and a definite part back. two to this. We got to come back. There has we to be just part scratched two, the surface. Part three. There has to be part four. <laughs> we just got the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, here, man, come on. Absolutely, man. This was fun, man. I'm glad you came by, bro. It me was too. a pleasure. Me too. Um, guys, man, I just want to say, man. Uh, it's a pleasure to be around a man's man. Uh, yo, you know, also, honest yo, guy. Try to give a shout out to the the restaurant where we ate. That food was awesome today, dude. Oh shit, that's cool. Oh my Rack. god, my boy dude. Paolo. Oh, oh shit, oh, let me. Oh my god. Let, yeah, you know what? Okay, so Listen, what, I'm not, what was it I'm called? Not, Mad Men. Wait a minute. Yeah, wait. Man, no, no, no. Oh man, come on. No, 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 I, no, no, no. I got it. I got it. I got it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Listen, the food right was here. awesome there. People. Mad Morton's NYC. Yeah. Shout out to my boy Paolo. Yeah. He's running the joint general yes. manager. You know what I'm saying? Uh, also, oh my God. Please um, stop the by. The beautiful stop Carmen. By. I oh. got to say, Carmen, Mexican, beautiful waitress, bartender, server, whatever. Carmen, you're beautiful. I will see you soon. Thank you for the service, even though you wasn't my waitress. I asked for you to be my waitress, but it's okay. I'll get you next time. Uh, you were wonderful to talk to. My God, Morton's, Mad Morton's NYC, Definitely. 47th Ave. You guys got to check it out. It's an amazing place. The food was great. Yeah. Service was awesome. Uh, no, I can't say it, enough. It wasn't 47th and 7th Ave. No, no, no. It, the, the address is 47th 7th Ave. Oh, for the yes. address is 47th Yeah, 47th 7th Ave, gotcha. Mad Morton's. This is uh, 7th Ave South, okay? Yeah. You're going towards the Holland Tunnel. Yeah. All right, guys? So... Uh, Awesome place, man. Yeah, and check it out. Yeah, please. I'm so glad that uh, yeah. you brought that up, man. That oh, was a man. great thing, the man. The food was awesome. Yeah. Oh, man. Food was great. Awesome atmosphere. Uh, you know, just you can't, you, you, you can never go wrong with good you service. You can't go wrong. You know you what can't I mean? can't go wrong. The people there were great. Yep. Everything, they, they take care of you. Trust me, yeah, they man. will take care of you. Definitely, man. And in that, on that note, we are going to take it away. And uh, let me see. Uh, should we take it away with some music? Or, yeah, 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 I think yeah, we should yeah. take it away with some music, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, let me see what I got here. All right. All right. Because we're not going to take it away with the same thing we, uh, we started it with. So let me see. Yeah, better uh, be good because we started good, kid. I think I'm going to go with uh, <laughs> I think I'm gonna go with a little Cardi on this one. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Word. Here we go. Yeah. I just want to say I'm thankful. I'm grateful. God bless everybody. It's been a ride. Yeah. The outro. Yeah. Came through dripping. Came through dripping. Came through dripping. Came through dripping. Yeah. Remember, trying to make love in a sprinter. Yeah. Quit you drop a nigga like Kimber. Looking like a right swipe on t-